Hey there, my name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com to learn more about how we serve homeschooling families. Also, if you check the link in the show notes below, you can get more information about anything that is mentioned in this episode. I hope you enjoy this episode about homeschooling and parenting, and be sure to check in on Mondays for our episode that is all about mindset. Today we're going to visit about homeschool curriculum planning for an entire school calendar year. Now, if you've been doing this for a while now, you will probably pick up a few tips or strategies in this episode that you can use as you move forward into the next school year. And if you've never done this before or you are new to homeschooling, you're going to find this episode to be very helpful. Now, really planning for an entire school calendar year is pretty simple once you understand how to do it. So the first thing you're going to want to know is how many school days you are required to do or that your children are required to do where you live. A common number of school days that you might be required to do is 180. Now, If you were to do school four days a week, you would have to do 45 weeks of school. If you did school five days a week, you would have to do school for 36 weeks of the year. There are a lot of days that are holidays or that kids who go to public school don't go to school five days a week. So I think it's a good idea to plan your school calendar on a four day a week or maybe even alternating between three days, four days, five days, depending on how you do school. You may do school year round. You may try to do school as it is done in your local school district so that your kids are on the same calendar. So long as the law permits, that is up to you how you approach your school year. But when you are looking at your curriculum, the first thing you're going to want to do is look and see how many chapters are in a textbook. Now, I was looking at one textbook before I started this episode to just get sort of a baseline to help you out. The textbook I was looking at had 30 chapters. And within each chapter, there were five to seven sections. But in addition to that, there's also a separate book that has the tests in it. So what I would do in this instance is rather than trying to do a chapter a week, is I would go through and add up the number of sections that are in each chapter. So let's just average it to six sections in each chapter. So six times 30, there would be 180 sections. That's the full 180 days. But then in addition to that, there are 30 tests. So that would actually bump you up to 210 days, which is more than you technically have to do school in the state that we live in. Now, I personally am not stuck on doing school just 180 days. Some subjects may do school more days while others take less to complete a specific curriculum. But there are always some 
times where your child does some work very easily. Let's say the beginning of the school year. A lot of the lessons at the beginning of a school year tend to be review from the previous year. So you might double up on some of those days or maybe you do an extra section each week. So maybe one day a week, there are two sections that you would do. But if I were to actually go through and really count all the sections, I bet this textbook would be closer to the 180 days, including the tests. Because most curriculum manufacturers do consider how many days are in the year. But there are ways that you can sort of double that up. But the other thing you can do is carry it into the summer and maybe you just do two days a week in the summer, which we have definitely done that in the past where it just gives us that flexibility over the course of the year. And we still continue to do that today. My daughter just does school year round. It just makes more sense to me. And while in the school year, there may be more days of school that are done each day or over the course of a week, in the summer, there are fewer. So my overall guideline for the summertime over the years has been two days a week of school, while the rest of the year, four to five, depending on what's going on, you know, when there's other breaks where other kids are out of school and there are other things going on then we don't do it the full four or five days. Or if we have dentist appointments and there are things that are taking up a good chunk of our day, we don't do school that day. Or we do less school that day. But this is how you would average this out. So let's say that your curriculum actually was 180 days worth of curriculum, which would match up pretty nicely then it would just be one section a day. So you can spread things out. You can double some days up. But I want to encourage you to really sort of go through the curriculum and look and try to foresee where some things are going to be more difficult and you might need more time while other things are going to be easier and your child may just breeze right through that part of the curriculum. And those times when they're going to breeze right through are good times to maybe do two lessons in a day. Or if you are looking overall at various curriculum, so you're going to try to plan just one curriculum first, one subject area first, but then you start adding in those others. There's some curriculum where you might be able to do that specific curriculum only two days a week, which gives you more time for something else a different day of the week. So I hope that made sense to you. If you have questions, you're always welcome to book a call with me or shoot me an email. If you go to our contact page at homeschoolthinktank.com, you can ask questions there. Another way that you could divide up your curriculum is by take the total number of pages in the book and then divide by the number of days that you're going to do school and it's just the same number of pages every single day. Another way that I have done things is to simply allot a certain amount of time each day that we're working on this subject and we just make as much progress as we can each day toward finishing the curriculum and it just takes as long as it takes and that's okay. So something I have been guilty of in the past that I don't think was good is pushing my kids too fast because I felt the need to stay on 
grade level or on track, even if it's not specifically grade level, it's just on track to keep my plan for the year. But sometimes your children will need more time to work on something and you may need to even print off additional pages for them to continue to work on the concept before moving on. And that can be especially important in say math because you're building on those skills all the time. And so I would caution you that yes, have a plan and stick to the plan the best that you can. But don't be so rigid that you push your child beyond their ability and in essence create disdain for that subject area or that thing that they're working on in whatever subject it may be. I even I did this with reading when my oldest was in kindergarten. I was just so stuck on trying to stick with that curriculum and it took me a while to be like, okay. We are just not going to get through this without slowing down for a while and checking out books from the library so that she can gain the concepts or not gain the concepts, but so that she can master the skills. That's what I'm trying to say for this level of reading before we move on. And she's an excellent reader today. It made no difference in the long run that we slowed down for a while So that is something else to keep in mind is the big picture, focusing on the concept, not so much the specific lessons. Because like I said, if there are some things your child is breezing through, you know what? You might not need to do all of those lessons and you can skip some of them and move forward because it's unnecessary and your child may just be bored because something's too easy and they need more challenge. So always consider your individual child as you move forward. Be willing to change course as needed. And something else I forgot to mention is sometimes what you might want to do as you're looking at curriculum is have a goal for the month. And don't worry so much about each individual day, but have a goal to get through a certain amount of the curriculum for the month. But the real goal isn't the curriculum again. It's the concept that you're teaching, that the child is learning through that curriculum. The goal is to master the concept, not each page specifically. So if you need to supplement or do something different to help your child learn the concept, that's okay. As long as they learn it, that's what matters. Then you move on. So I hope that you found this episode helpful and that you go through any curriculum you purchase, create an overall plan for the year, but reflect and adjust basically at the end of each week as you look at what your child has completed, what they haven't completed, and really think about what is important to complete and what is not, and whether you need to supplement slow down or speed up the process in anything that you're doing because it's important to remember that no curriculum was created for your specific child unless you created it. It's a general guideline to help your child learn. So take take things with a grain of salt. Adjust as needed. So a final recap of the thought. Plan the best that you can 
but then be willing to adjust over the school year. Your plan is a guideline. It's not black and white. It's a guideline. That's what's important to remember. So before we end this episode, I want to remind you to check the link in the show notes below and you will find an article that corresponds with this episode. And in that article, you will find a link to another podcast episode about planning each day and how you can structure a specific homeschooling day. And over time, there will be more information about helping you create a good homeschool routine. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com.